0: Welcome to Rethinking Youth Ministry, where each week we hope to raise the bar for youth ministry by asking questions, interviewing thinkers, and having real, honest conversations about what it looks like to lead the next generation. I'm CJ, and today I'm excited to be joined by Chef. Hey, everybody. Ashley. Hey, friends. And our new friend, Henock. Hey, guys. And this week on Rethinking Youth Ministry, we're asking the question, we're talking about the question, are your student mission trips really helping? hurting so for a lot of us mission trips are part of our, our yearly rhythm with our students and we lead trips with you know 14 year olds 15 year olds, 12 year olds and while we can look at these trips and think yes these are this is going be this is great work for the kingdom yes long term this is going to make, make an impact sometimes if we're being super honest in the back of our minds we ask, is this is this really worth it? Are we yeah. actually making a difference here? We don't often verbalize that, but sometimes we yeah. have those thoughts. Right. And so that's really what we're going to be diving into today. But before we get there, Henock, we have to find out a little bit more about you. Where are you from? Tell us what you do and why you're here in the United States because I mean, we didn't fly you here we, that, that would have been a really expensive podcast <laughs> episode. So tell us why you're here
1: as well. Well, I, thank you, CJ. I'm, I'm Henok Brahanu. I was born and raised in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, which is the capital of Ethiopia. So that's I, near Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I studied business and economics at the University of Addis Ababa. I ran a ministry called Carry 117. And I also run a guest house called uh, Lighthouse Guest House. And I lived in South Africa for about four years and that's where I did uh, part of my uh, middle school and high school okay yeah so you said currently you're you're leading an organization
0: called Carry 117, and yes. you run a guest house called Lighthouse uh, Guest, guest house. house. Okay,
1: very cool. So yes. what is that guest house for? Uh, so so we work with different mission teams. We okay. work with uh, mission teams. We work with adoptive families. We also work uh, with some tourists uh, and, and tour companies. Okay, so that's actually where we host uh, all these people. Okay. Uh kind of works uh, hand in hand with the ministry that we do too. So everybody that comes to see our ministry or or be involved in any other ministries uh, to, uh, usually stays at our guest house. Okay. So, yes.
0: And then tell us a little bit about your involvement with One 117, which is also
1: an organization Ashley is involved with. Yeah. Yes, so I am uh, the CEO and founder of uh, K117, and Ashley is also our executive director of uh, 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 the U.S. side of it, and okay. she oversees all the operations that are going on. On the American side and so what's the what's the mission behind carry 117 so carry uh, 117 works with at-risk women so we empower okay. at-risk women uh, we, uh, we we mainly uh, are involved and in, in, in exporting back so we uh, teach these women uh, how to saw how to measure how to cut so we, um, we export these bags that we make to different partners uh, here on the state site. That's awesome. Well, now that we have a picture of who you are and what you do, let's dive into this.
0: Because uh, this is it's easy for us, for Chef, Ashley, and I to have this kind of conversation. Hey, are our trips helping or hurting amongst ourselves? Yeah. It's, I think it's a totally different thing to to have you on, Hanok, who's on the other side of the pond, You know, literally, r- who's receiving a lot of these teams and working with these teams on the the ground and you mm-hmm. see what's going on mm-hmm. even after these teams leave. So I think your insight in, in this conversation is going to be super helpful. So, how many teams have you been a part of through Lighthouse through Carry One Seventeen? What What does your experience there look like? Just to get an idea.
1: In in my eight nine plus years experience, you know, I've I've uh, I've helped be a translator. I've uh, I've done I've I've done a job of uh, uh, organizing trips and just connecting. Uh, missionaries from America or any other countries to uh, daycare centers orphanage and different Christian organizations in Ethiopia for about eight nine years and I've to, uh, in total I've worked with about 200 uh, plus uh, mission teams wow. not not to mention also uh, all the adaptive families yeah uh, hundreds of adaptive families and also tourists that come to Ethiopia That's, that's
0: a lot of teams. So I want to ask Chef, pull Chef and Ash into this conversation as well. So in what ways have you been involved with student missions and leading teams and, and then, you know, Hennock, what kind of work are are, our teams doing on the ground in some of these uh, places? Well, I think. Let's start with Ash because she can talk a lot about what's going on in Ethiopia.
2: Really, kind of the underlying big mm-hmm. issues. We've had tons of conversations there, just to give everybody some context, really, for the sort of missions we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, this—I'm so happy we're talking about this because this has really been a tension. You know, that I think CJ, you said we've not really put words to it. I actually did put words to it with a really awkward conversation. But before we get, to,
0: yeah, <laughs> before we get to that, I can't wait to hear
2: about this awkward yeah, conversation. Yeah, that was super strange. Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear what Ash has to say about what's going on in Ethiopia and
0: Ethiopia. Ethiopia yeah. again, near Raleigh. Yes, That's right. Got it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I um, I've been passionate about mission trips. Um, been to several different countries on a number of trips. I've led uh, student teams, student parent teams, adult teams, um, all different age groups, and I still get to do that, which is super fun. And I'm excited we're having this conversation specifically about student mission trips because I'm really passionate about just the journey I've been on in the last eight years and the things that I've done totally wrong and the things that I either accidentally did right, or Hennock helped me understand how to do them in a better way. I just feel like we can maximize mission trips to have more impact yeah. um, when we have these kind of conversations, because there's so many times, even now, like we've been friends for eight years working together. and. There's so many times we have to clarify what each other are talking about just because of the culture difference, which Mm -hmm. has been really cool. Mm -hmm. But now I not just, you know, help with carry 117, but all the teams that do travel over to serve in Ethiopia, I get a chance to talk with the team leader now before they go and help them prepare for their trip, which has been really fun. And I also had a chance to work with Chef um, for Transit, the middle school ministry at North Point, with their middle school mission trips, mm-hmm. which is kind of where we got to work together and go on some trips with yeah. a group of people.
2: Yeah. And get stuck on airplanes and oh, separated. Oh, the and, stories. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's a story for another time with my 13-year-old. But um, That's great. But I guess the awkward conversation I was talking about is, you know, I'm... I'm I'm leading this ministry, I'm trying to, you know, create an environment that really inspires kids to be followers of Jesus, to do hard stuff, to, you know, I mean, it. And, and so one of the things that we needed was like real service, real missions, stuff like that. And we were in Alpharetta, Georgia, primarily white, upper middle to upper class sort of a situation. And so we have a bunch of spoiled kids. And so it was like, we have got to <laughs> expose our kids. To the world somehow, but I felt that tension you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, it's one thing to expose your kids to the world. It's another thing to, you know, basically patronize uh, a group of people, you know, somewhere else. So I went to our missions director and I had this really awkward conversation. I said, I have a vision for something that I know that my kids need. I said, but I don't even want to call it a mission trip because my primary concern as the leader of this organization is giving my kids an experience, not necessarily serving. And I know yeah. that serving is great and that has to be part of it, but how do we how, you know, I said, I just wanna talk about that tension. Mm-hmm. And he just smiled at me and he said this great line that I've used a thousand times. He's like, in God's economy, if you can get your kids there and we can set the mission trip up right, which is a much longer conversation, which I think is the rest of our discussion today, that in God's economy, it'll work out on both sides. Mm -hmm. But it's in the organization of the trip. It's how we partner at the higher levels. It's how we cast vision to Mm -hmm. um, the folks we're going to, I'm going to air quote, serve, you know. (laughs) But again, my primary goal was to, develop my kids and give them an experience to see the world and can you really do that i mean it just felt selfish you know yeah so i guess maybe i overshared too much but i mean that's the honest conversation is like i feel this tension of how do i create a great experience for my kids but how do i make sure that it's an authentic actual helpful Experience on the other side. So, and I think that's what this is about.
0: I think that comes back to, though, if I can, you know, poke a little bit, Chef, is that I think a lot of mission team leaders. Can justify these trips based on the well, hey, you know, kingdom mindset, right, you know, it's God's economy, it'll work out in the right. long run. And you can have that kind of long-term mindset right. somewhat easily, especially in ministry. Yeah. Because we are trusting and believing, and rightfully so, that God is going to do immeasurably more with these trips right. than 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 we see up front. But at the same time, that is there is a tension between yeah. that and and I spent you know three thousand dollars to send a 14 yeah. year old to paint a building mm, exa- in Ethiopia exactly. and we're not exactly known for our you know 14 year old right, painters right. here in the Upper well because that's <laughs> what we do <laughs> right you know we
2: have expertise in well building you know, you know? <laughs> um stuff like that but yeah i mean that's totally right i mean and i felt like you you've gotten the letters Right? To support a kid to go to the right. beach for the mission trip. And you're thinking, I am paying <laughs> for you to go to camp, you know, right. and hang out. So, anyway, that's the tension. And we just, this conversation is about making sure the other side is really actually being helped. So, mm-hmm. and that's why Hannock's mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be honest with us. <laughs> yeah. Right? It is. I'm sure it's nerve.
1: So, I would be a little nervous, but, you yeah. know. So bring some honesty, Hannock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, th- there's always this tension, you know, and, and, and like you said, this is, you know, just my opinion, and uh, maybe other leaders in, in, uh, in, in my country or any other place uh, might have a different opinion. But I've, I've seen people ask, is, is maybe sending the money, like you said, you know, yeah. is sending the $3,000 better than sending the 16-year-old to go and just right. paint uh, right. in Ethiopia? And my my argument or my honest opinion is relationships uh, relationships matter more than any fund, mm. and I can give you examples. I can give you examples of. I think one of the best trips that K one seventeen has has done with, uh, was was uh, about six months ago, and and actually our our project manager for K one seventeen, any to in the U S here. Came when she was a teenage, or maybe a middle school, and and she she does all the shipping, she does she does all the pro, all the handling. She she does so many things, mm-hmm. and it was just because she came there and built a relationship with us. Our photographer, Katie Lawyer, uh, who takes amazing pictures of our bags and our employees, yeah. and uh, you know puts them on social media. So if it wasn't for that trip, we would not have been the place where we are right now if it was you know if if, if she chose to send the fifteen hundred dollars instead mm-hmm. of coming there uh we would not have been in a place where we are right now so uh, my my opinion is relationships bring more impact because than the relationships
0: can. can lead to other you know uh, other other things of value like uh, the, the relationship and exactly. the pictures the the you know care, exactly. taking care of things on the u.s side that kind of a thing like there's Value that extends beyond that $1,500 mm-hmm. or $3,000 when, when you factor in
1: a relationship. Absolutely. And, 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 and not to even mention, and, and I want to give you this context, a lot of people in a third world country, uh, especially from where I am, think you know, the U.S. is this paradise mm-hmm. where it's problem-free. Yeah, uh, yeah. and, and I remember uh, you know, the same trip that was done uh, uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, we had teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Sit down and tell their story and tell their struggle and what they're going through. Uh, I mean, we had a kid that was that was sharing her story uh, on what happened when with our, people in Ethiopia. With people in okay. Ethiopia, and we're we're all sitting there in a circle together, and she's sharing a story about losing her father and and what it had brought in her life and etc so and i could see the faces of our employees and the little girls uh, you know that were sitting there so so it, it made them think that oh there's problems everywhere mm-hmm. you know poverty just looks different but uh, yeah. you know uh, we might have that financial poverty, but there's also other poverty and there's also other problems yeah. in, on the other sides of the world. So uh, not just, you know, the the finance or not yeah. just, like I said, the project managing and the pictures, but I mean, we're changing the mind states of, of the great. people that are there being served. I
3: that's think, uh, you know, a, a theme we, that's been in a lot of the conversations we've had, Hanak, mm-hmm. is when it comes to this question, If mission trips are done with some of these best practices in mind that you came to share with us, then no, it's better for people to go across the world on a mission trip. Yes. But you also said earlier, if they aren't going to follow these, Mm -hmm. then it might be better Mm -hmm. for them to just send the money because they'll actually end up hurting more than helping.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So to recap,
0: what I'm hearing is, hey, mission trips are valuable um, or, or at least they can be, mm-hmm. uh, if, if they're done the right way. So Henoch, from your perspective, again, Ash, Chef, and I could sit here and talk about, hey, what are what do we need to do? What do we need to avoid? But with you here, what are the mistakes that a lot of, especially American mission teams, tend to tend to make when they're traveling to nations like yeah. Ethiopia? And be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and maybe you I'm, need to start with yeah. how annoying are Americans in <laughs> Ethiopia? That's I so think you should answer that question. I do think you should answer that.
3: Before we jump into okay, the yeah, other Yeah. Part. <laughs> All right.
0: So we'll, we'll get to what how, how, how we're doing things wrong in a second. <laughs> but
1: how annoying are Americans, uh, in your honest opinion? man you, I, I feel like you're gonna get me in trouble with with some people uh <laughs> that's okay you're flying home at some point right it's yes <laughs> I, I, I mean we, we we do have you know team leaders like ashley herself right here who's on the go 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 and you know stru- so structured and you know but uh you know back home or uh, you know in africa we we do uh, things a little slow and we're Ethiopian late, yes. We're on Ethiopian time. We're a little laid back, uh, so yeah. you know that that can create a little bit of a frustration. Um, but, but we, uh, on we a, just s- had this
3: conversation. <laughs> and he's like, "Why do you feel you're in a hurry?" I'm like, "Why don't you have any urgency in <laughs> you?"
1: <laughs> yes, that, that's that's always yeah. But honestly, uh, we we always come across uh, with people that that want to fix problems their way. You know come to the country uh a different culture a different scenario and perspective and and just want to fix a problem their way and we we also come across people where who want to throw pro, uh, who want to throw uh, money at problems mm. and you know i absolutely agree that money is is needed right and you know and is crucial but um i i highly value again i'll say relationships mm-hmm. uh than that um so so you know th- those yeah. are the things that 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 are always are uh, struggles and that can, frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. that can be frustrating that could be a little frustrating I
2: was uh, I had a similar experience in Mexico where they wanted us to move these trees. It was going to be a lot of work to move these trees. And so
1: <laughs> your mission
0: work was moving a forest from yeah, Well, one it to was another. at this school
2: and they wanted us to move these trees and we were like, we just cut those down and go buy some new ones, you know. <laughs> and uh, culturally that was super offensive and mm-hmm. I had to be like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to move these trees and it was a lot harder. Than cutting them down, but it was like we can just go buy those trees. We're right. happy to go buy it, it those trees, and they were like, way. "No, no, no! Like that is actually offensive, mm. like right. um, in that culture." And so it was a, it was. A, I mean, I had to. I had a couple of alpha males, you know, that I just had to say, "We just can't throw money at this. We just need to do
0: what we're." asked to do, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Chef, that's a great example, moving, moving trees, right? Uh, you're welcome. you <laughs> <That's, welcome. laughs> I love Money, it. money trees. Money <laughs> trees. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, but okay. So, Hannah, getting back to it, though, about these, before we derailed you and made you talk about, hey, what's frustrating and annoying about Americans, which you were very, mm-hmm. you were, you were very kind, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, so, digging into it, what are some of these bigger, deeper mistakes that mission teams
1: are making? Making when they when they travel, yes, and and again, in my opinion, I think the three biggest mistakes that I have seen in my uh, eight years experience yeah. and two hundred over two hundred plus teams experience was that people tend to make mistakes in relationships, uh, they tend to make mistakes in empowerment, and they tend to make mistakes in uh, cultural awareness. So. Uh, when we talk about relationships people usually tend to forget who they're making a relationship with even if mm-hmm. they have to make a relationship with I mean, we've had an experience where people just come there with no relationship with knowing uh, with not knowing where to go or, or who to talk to? Uh, uh, and etc. Uh, mm-hmm. And also empowerment. I mean, I, I would love to just tell you an example of that. Yeah, uh, we you know, of an example of our employee, um, her name is Alem, she's she's the cook uh at Carry one seventeen and and she was telling me how powerful empowerment was and and how good she felt so she went on and told me about how how awesome it was that she was able to pay for her kids' school and she was uh how awesome it felt that she was able to uh, put a food on the table. With the salary that she earned, mm. and she proceeded to tell me because she was she's been in another program uh, where they uh, you know just gave her money to pay her rent and mm-hmm. and uh, you know put food on the table and and send her kid to school. So she went on and said it was it was it was light when that happened, but when that person stopped giving money, it the 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 light the light just went off. And I did not know what to do or, or how to yeah. deal with that. Uh, and she said that this, this is different. Because she was empowered, She because she knows a skill, because she earns that money, it felt great. And she walks with pride that she's sending her kid to school and yeah. she's providing her family uh, with with food. So yeah. So a lot of people... Don't know how to empower or or what even the the idea of empowerment looks like mm-hmm. and and also cultural awareness yeah you know I, I I just believe and I have seen that people who have that cultural awareness who who have who know the culture and who study the culture ahead of time has 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 brought a much greater effect and yeah. uh, so just knowing the cultural awareness and i was i was i was just talking to asha a couple of days ago about about this woman who actually uh, a couple of years ago came in on a mission trip and uh i remember we were sitting in a van going from the airport to the guest house and asked me is ethiopia in africa or africa in ethiopia so I'm like, so I was (laughs) was like, so so that just tells me like, you know, there has not been uh, an effort put towards this trip. Yeah. Doesn't know the culture, doesn't know anything about the country, doesn't know where the country is. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, me, the drivers or the translators, like my staff there uh, always talk about, you know, a person who comes and greets with you with your own language. You know, that, yeah. that just says hi to you and knows your name and and talks to you about, you know, some of the cultures or some of the language. Uh, so I, I just believe that people should learn about the culture and know about the culture because yeah. that's that's the, a lot of areas where people make mistakes, and, which is in not knowing. Well, it communicates
0: how much you actually care about this trip. You know Absolutely. how much time and effort you put into it before you know you you put your feet on the ground,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And and it actually brings distance between you and that person, not knowing about them or not knowing about the ministry or uh, yeah. General, yeah. Now, as a youth pastor, though, I could see that
0: there might be a. A little bit of attention with some of these. Can, for instance, going back to the relationships, and maybe Chef, you can speak to this a little bit, because if you're a youth pastor, you're a, you're a leader. I think sometimes we tend to be so focused on making sure our team is good together, you know, mm-hmm. making sure our team works well together, yeah. no, making sure key. hey, get make sure these two aren't fighting. Like, okay, who's rooming where? You know, you're so consumed with you know, with your team, you forget sometimes, or it's easy, easy to forget, like, Hey, no, the point is we need to be building relationships, you know, outside of this team. Yeah. And sometimes we might even set ourselves mm. up to fail because we do these team building exercises as a team beforehand to like, we've really got to solidify our mission team. Yeah. And then they become so almost clicky that you go overseas that right. they're like, well, i've got my friends now right. i got i built my friends right. and they're yeah. less inclined to uh, reach externally yeah i think that what you're talking about is important like
2: i do feel like you know there is a team aspect to it and you should think through that i mean ash taught me a ton about this as i watched her lead the trip that i took my son on and i was just trying to not be the boss yeah and trying to be a dad and go on a trip with my son but i went into these you know, pre-meetings, and Mm -hmm. I expected it to be a lot of team building. And Mac and I still talk about, Hanok, you were talking about poverty. You said there's a difference between financial poverty and everybody has a poverty. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the first lessons Mm -hmm. that Ashley taught our group. And um, it really helped us to start thinking about the people we are going to go see, not as people who need things, but Mm -hmm. as people we will also learn from, Mm. uh, in a lot of ways. And just the question of what is your poverty was a powerful question for Mm. our, so in a lot of ways, I feel like, you know, not to focus on team building would be a mistake to over focus on team building Mm -hmm. is also a mistake. Mm -hmm. As long as you're turning your team's, you know, eyes outward, yeah, because it's, you know, those evening meetings when we get back together and talk about the day and then, you know, split up. I mean, some of my favorite conversations I've ever had were, you know, sitting in that bug net, you know, right. with my son talking about the day, you know, and, um, and it was just a, it was a great um, experience for sure. But it was both. It was totally team, it was one-on-one, son to, you know, dad, and then it was also just, all right, the way... That Ashley prepared us to really turn outward and, and realize, you know, we're there to serve and 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 to pay attention to the culture. I think mm-hmm. that was a mm-hmm. huge lesson. Like mm-hmm. take your cues from the culture. There are people on the ground that are the boss. Mm-hmm. And for those of you especially, we had some alphas on that mm-hmm. trip. You mean with all us. alphas
3: who was they dad were child? All,
2: oh, it was a dad trip and they were all like CEO, CFO, CIO, uh, There's a lot and chef, of cooks you know, in the kitchen. Right, yeah. But I mean, but she did a great job of, you know. I mean, Ash can be pushy. Hannah Kazari told us that. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: mm-hmm. so she was direct with him, you know, and it was great. It was great. It was a really cool experience. So I'd love to dive into, hey, what does it look like? How do we avoid these big mistakes practically? And I think Chef gave us a great example right there off the bat. Like, hey, it's it's a mistake to not focus on team building. It's a mistake to overfocus yeah. on team building. Like, that's a real practical thing. Hey, wh- where is your student mission team falling on that spectrum. Right. But before we dive into that, I, I just want to ask Henoch, this is off the cuff, but you host a lot of other mission teams outside of Carry 117. Yeah. How long does it take before you realize, hey, is this going to be a helpful mission team or a hurtful or hurting uh, mission team? Because I feel like you, you could probably tell pretty quick if you've done hosted 200 of these. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, and, and usually usually you can tell before the team arrives. Hmm. Like if, if, if you have no relationship with this team, if, if, they, if they text you at last minute and say, hey, do you know where, where, where we could go you know, this week? Or so, I, I mean, I usually can tell before the team arrives that you know, going back to those three things that yeah. they don't have a relationship or they don't know how to serve and empower uh, the ministry that they're going to, or if they have that cultural awareness. So you could pretty much tell quickly on how successful that team will be or if they'll be uh, an important or not.
0: So can you do anything from your shoes in those situations or do you just have to, you know, this is gonna be a tough work week Mm -hmm. for me and I've just got to, you know, get this team in and out, you know, and and move on.
1: Uh, I I mean, I I believe uh, mission trips are, are both ways. I believe that they're not only uh, coming to Ethiopia or to our ministry to, to do something for us. I also believe that they're there to to take some things away from us too. So mm-hmm. I believe it's a two way. I believe that there should be a relationship built between me and the, uh, and the leaders or the team. So we always try to help in whatever way that we can, try to help build relationships and try to uh, prepare them uh, for the team. So we've always done that for the past uh, eight years. So even if they're not necessarily,
0: you know, avoiding some of these big mistakes, you're Mm -hmm. still going to press in to fulfill, you know, what what you believe you you need to do for them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Sorry, that was just a little aside. I just That's wanted you know, to yeah, so find out I I you know, when, you right. when else do we get to do this? <laughs> right? So what does it look like then? You know, this is uh, definitely opening it back up to Ash and, and Chef here. How do we avoid these three big mistakes with our student mission trips? Hey, if you're listening and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I've got my mission trip coming up. It's, you know, it's over spring break or it's summer. And, hey, I've got a little bit of time here. How do I avoid these things? Because they're already signed up. They're coming. Now What?
3: So I think that one of the ways we as youth pastors have to pitch an experience like this is, Like, what are we going to go do? Because that's the question everybody's asking is, what are we going to do? But if the leader, you know, or the youth pastor doesn't make the shift eventually once the team meetings start to, that it's not about what we're going to do, but it's about who we're going to be, um, and the youth pastor doesn't help shift that, what happens is is all the students and and volunteer leaders, the focus becomes the people that they're going to serve Hmm. instead of the ministry they're going to serve with. And I think that there's a huge difference because one is going in and thinking, you know, the answer. And the other is coming shoulder to shoulder who is with people who are there year round and Mm -hmm. learning from them and and helping build the relationships that they Mm -hmm. have with the people that they're serving.
2: Mm. I think that's really important with the mission organizations you partner with is that needs to be one of the questions you're asking is like are we just going to serve and then leave or who are the ministries on the ground we're going to partner with that we are going to make heroes because Mm -hmm. when we leave we want to make sure that there's a carry 117 there um, Mm -hmm. that's getting the credit really for anything that we may have brought you know or anybody we may have connected to the ministry like it would be awful to just, mm-hmm. you know, get on an airplane and fly away with no permanent connection on the ground. Mm-hmm. So.
3: And I think that sometimes when our focus isn't on the the ministry we're serving with, and I'm using Cary 117 as an example because we have Henoch sitting here, but in our effort where we're focusing on who we're serving rather than who we're serving with, we actually can really embarrass the people yeah. who are on the ground all year long in the mm-hmm. process. Like, Henock, you have some great stories about this.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Full of stories. Tell us. Um, I, I mean, I totally understand there's there's always uh, the tension between you know we, I'm, I'm all for short term uh, missions, but I, I also believe that short term mission trips should lead to long term relationships yeah. so I mean we, we definitely have people that come there and just focus on that short term trip yep. and and for example are are happy to just hand out things and and get that instant. Happiness or yeah. satisfaction yeah. because, I mean, you give a kid a candy or you give him yeah. a clothes, he's going to, you know, be so excited and, and you're going to feel happy to, to, to see that. But I actually do not think, you know, that helps the ministry uh, over there or even the kid. So uh, I believe that people should come even though it's a short-term trip with people should come with a long term relationship in mind i mean we've had like i'm there 350 days a year uh mm-hmm. with those people serving those people and there's always that person that comes there uh <laughs> wants to tip the people, uh, you know, give them free stuff and, mm-hmm. and, blow, and a all that. blow a shofar. Blow a shofar.
3: Tell that story.
1: I didn't realize that was a handout. <laughs> uh, well yes, we, we, we've had a problem with uh with, with a team you've member had a problem with a, shofars? <laughs> a couple of years ago where where a team member wanted to go uh, on top of our, our guest house of and course blow a shofar to the community. Uh-huh. and and of course I've I've had a lot of complaints from the community. Uh, <laughs> but she was she does blowing this down at, the walls at of oppression. Five, at 5.30 in what the is morning.
0: A it's those like ram horn things uh, that, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. She
3: brought
2: it with her. are actually very cool. It's, oh, uh, really? It is very cool. She was letting the community know she
1: was there 5 a.m. to save them. Is that? Wow. <laughs> For 5 a.m. Chef. But you, not
3: just that. In the vans, she drove through yes, Addis yes. Ababa.
1: I, I remember driving uh, oh my uh, gosh. through the city where she <laughs> went out of the window and then just try to uh, blow. Uh, what was any name? Shofar. Shofar. So it was it was it was a little embarrassing, and people did not enjoy that. Sounds like uh, a lot of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're in a van that says
2: carry
3: 117.
2: Well, yeah. the best part yeah. is, is
3: when he's telling me this story. He's like, all the translators were like, there's two vans for the team, uh-huh. but everybody was piling in the other van because no one wanted to be in <laughs> her van uh, wow. because they were so embarrassed to be seen with her. Mm. And then like they go into the community they're serving. You didn't tell this part. This is a little crazier. And he's like trying to explain about the community. Like, this is the church we work at. This is the witch doctor's house. This is, right. you know, explaining it all. And the woman, the shofar woman came up to him and was like, I need yeah. you to bring me here at midnight. And he's yeah. like, excuse me? I mean, what? And she's like, I, I need us to sacrifice a lamb in front of the witch doctor's house and then blow the shofar at midnight. And he's thinking, I'm going to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> like, This is where I serve all the time, but this is what you think is going to fix it. Right. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Did it fix it?
1: Um, <laughs> the, actually, no. We we ended up uh, avoiding that. Uh, her out of it? Okay. I had to hide uh, <laughs> when the midnight comes and not take her there. So <laughs> good I mean, thing we did not do just that. Had, just okay. had to check. You never know. Just, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so Henox, this, this lady really thought... The shofar was going to be the key, you know, to doing ministry well in Ethiopia. But sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? So, so what else can we do to make sure that we know what we need to know so we don't end up doing what we don't
1: know or something like that? Wow. How was that? Well, that was, that was
3: well stated. <laughs> <You> know, what?
1: <laughs> so, so I would still go back to, you know, um, the relationship part. So in order to avoid these types of things... Try to know what the right way of helping is. Try to have, build a relationship with your ministry leader on the ground. Have a relationship with them and ask what the culture looks like. What's the right way to help? How, how to really empower uh, the people? So I would still go back to the three things and, and and build a relationship with the leader. Try to have the cultural awareness that mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily going back, you know, in midnight and blowing up the chauffeur would, would, <laughs> would help. But, yeah. you know, uh, try to have more clarity on, on, on how you can help in the right way. And it's, you know, that's a really funny story, but that's... It's a big example
0: of things that I think we do a lot in in missions at at a much Mm -hmm. smaller scale. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been on these trips where it's like, you know, I've got a water bottle and I was going to throw my water bottle away on site somewhere. And, you know, you know, just a plastic throwaway bottle. And the leader's like, hey, no, no, you need to pack that out because we need to take it with us because, hey, if you if you're going to leave that here, that's like. Uh, someone's going to come digging through the trash looking for the bottles because they exactly. want to keep the bottles. And we're avoiding any kind of like, hey, we're not mm-hmm. here to just leave leave stuff mm-hmm. and, and and get out. Like mm-hmm. this is going to get, you know, we're, mm-hmm. that's not what we're focused on, even in the smallest, most, you know, uh, minute ways, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But I would never would have thought of that in the moment because it was, to me, a piece of trash. Mm -hmm. I had to have, hey, I was partnering with an organization. Hey, I had these leaders who were well-informed, who were on the ground full-time, who knew some of those nuances within the community. So I'm glad you brought up this organizational thing because I think there's a lot
2: of youth workers out there thinking, one, I need to start doing trips. I've just never been able to get around to it. Two, I need to overhaul my trips because my trips are you know, maybe not as helpful as they can be, uh, yeah. and, or maybe haven't thought through this side of it, but just a couple organizations. I went this, uh, summer and visited some youth works camps and, uh, camps, youth work trips, I guess they sites. are, and they're all over the sites. That's mm-hmm. a better word. They're all over the country and, um, they partner really well, um, with some local organizations and leave, you know, those organizations in a better place. And gosh, I talked to so many of those organizations, and they're just so thankful for YouthWorks and, and what they do through the summers. So that was really cool. That was in Birmingham, Alabama, where I saw that. That was There were some amazing things going on there. Carry 117 does an amazing job. That's going to be to Ethiopia, mm-hmm. right? Is it just Ethiopia or are you yes, beyond yes. that? We've gone on a trip with Champions United to Uganda, um, which was, uh, it's a fatherless nation, and they really... Work with soccer coaches to give, mm-hmm. you know, to give boys an idea what a father, mm-hmm. a real father looks like. Because um, wow. that's it's really an amazing thing. And they partner. That, that Champions United is local and it's run by those coaches and they are just great men. I'm still in mm-hmm. contact with them. I love that you're talking mm-hmm. about relationships. Mm-hmm. I love those guys. 410 Bridge, I always gone on a couple trips with them. They seem to be great. I Mm -hmm. mean, we went to Haiti right before the hurricane. Mm -hmm. Two villages that were almost completely wiped out. But just talking to the folks there and them preparing for us to come and what we can, yeah. you know, what they can do for us when we show up. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. just so enlightening to mm. to do that. Those are just a few organizations. I know they Ash, any other ideas? I was
3: going to say, it's it's awesome that you're listing them out because I know there's a million other ones that belong in that list. But sometimes we as youth pastors need to step back and before right. we're even going on the trip or planning the trip, it's because sometimes the partners on the ground would prepare prefer a handout and maybe don't want mm-hmm. the relationship. Um, I don't mean the organizations you listed, right. but other organizations that churches mm-hmm. might be visiting or doing mission right. trips at. So ask yourself, like, is this the kind of
1: yeah. experience
3: mm-hmm. I want to expose my students to? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and, is this going to like really impact them both sides, right, right. I guess.
2: And with what Hannock's talking about, like we don't have time to do all that, mm-hmm. right? Like, we need to partner with somebody who can help us understand the culture, help prepare mm-hmm. us to go make sure that we're, you know, missing some of the pitfalls. That's one of the things that I like the summer with the youth works camps are if, if you've never done it before, it's a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity for you to partner with them and they will walk you through the process. If you've grown to the point where you feel like, you know, you, your church has outgrown maybe an organized trip like this, they will actually Create a trip for you,
3: custom um, yeah. a
2: custom trip for your church, and or maybe several trips for your mm-hmm. church if it if it if it's that large. So, and again, they've got the partnerships on the ground. They're making sure that the that the um, the organizations we're partnering with are you know biblically based. Lead well, so they spend their resources well, and those are just all you know, advantages to partnering with a great organization, but you've got to make sure to me, the leading question is tell me how you partner with organizations on the ground so that when we leave the ministry can go on.
0: That's great. There, there's a great helpful takeaway. Mm -hmm. Hey, as you're looking at these organizations, Hey, tell me how you partner with them. What does that look like? And then once you, once you're, confident in that organization it does take a lot of those initial questions we were talking about at the top of this episode out of the equation you know you've done your homework you've vetted them and now you can start to trust that hey no this is going to be worthwhile hey this is not going to be a waste of time for Mm. the Mm. you know the community on the ground because Mm -hmm. and you're not trying to answer all of those yourself you know that's where when you try to answer all those yourself Again, it goes back to the you don't know what you don't know and you're trying to check all these boxes. Hey, sometimes the best thing you can do is just do your homework and then trust this organization whose full-time job is to make sure that you're checking these boxes. You know, uh, trust them to check those for you. Mm -hmm. So, Henok, before we wrap up, I've got one last question for you. Because you have thousands of youth leaders all across the country and really all across the globe listening in right now. And I think I'd be, we're missing an opportunity if we, if we don't say, hey, do you have anything that you would want to tell all the youth pastors who are listening? What's the number one thing you would tell
1: these youth pastors who are getting ready to lead trips this next summer? You, you know what, from from all these uh, teams that I've hosted, you know, we, yeah. we've had teams that come to do pastor trainings, that do uh, soccer camps, that do uh, orphanage visits, BBSs, you know, buildings, Bible studies, and etc. And we've had, I could probably say in each team or in most teams, we've had teenage people uh, and, and, and middle schoolers and high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always... I think I f- they find it harder the most to communicate with the people and go yeah. on the ground because you know they're they're not culturally aware or they cannot make that uh, right. communication yeah so I always try to tell that um, try to have them engaged and and do something together like mm-hmm. paint together or do a game together uh, or just you know, do something practical together. That way you avoid that language barrier and have them uh, connect instantly. Yeah. Um, And and that's the problem on that side too. People are, expect, people don't know the language, people don't know English much, uh, or any other language beside Amharic, which is spoken in Ethiopia. So they're kind of hesitant onto how to interact with that person. Mm. Especially when it comes to a teenage uh, or younger uh, people. Uh, So I've always found that doing things together is is usually the icebreaker and kind of leads to a a better and greater relationship.
3: I think that feeds into empowerment too because it's not Mm -hmm. just about coming to paint. A building for somebody right. but painting it with them changes the way yeah. you value the relationship but specifically with teenagers it structures the time mm-hmm. so that they don't have to have a forced conversation when they don't even speak the same language right it's That's more right, of right. that shared experience that you right. talked about
1: and and to add to just what ashley said uh, one of the one or two other things is that um you know with we, we we've always had a problem with people just coming into walking into ministries and, and start their experience with taking pictures mm. i i've had stories just a I, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet I know, yeah right it's yeah. so
3: huge
1: yeah so um, i I've, I've had an experience where 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 we tell people how would you feel if somebody mm-hmm. just walked into your workspace or workplace and just randomly start taking pictures You know, does does that ever happen in in America? Because because it's basically the workspace that they're coming into. When they come to Gary 117. It's a production site. You know, the the women are busy making bags. Mm -hmm. So somebody just walks in and starts, you know, snapping pictures. They're going to feel awkward about it. Yeah. Um, and, And we always ask a question or ask people to think about, would you ever come on a mission trip if you did not have a camera on you? Yeah, Ooh, you know, uh, that's that's a that's a <laughs> pointed question gut
3: check. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a great cut check. Yeah. So so we've always struggled with this, uh, you know, handout and, and also uh, pictures. So yeah. we always recommend that relationships come first, have a relationship on the first and second days. Don't even think of bringing your cameras, uh, build yeah. relationships. And then you can, we, we, we totally understand why pictures are taken. You need to share memories. You're with taking the family. pictures of friends that makes right. friends and family. Exactly. makes total sense. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, instead of treating it like a, just like a tourist site, you know, one practical thing I've had done on trips was, uh,
0: the leader would say, Hey, all right. So as far as pictures go, there's one person who gets to take pictures today and it's so, no and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and so if you want a picture ask them to take a picture of you guys yeah. mm-hmm. instead of so that way there's everybody Absolutely. else is present and then there's one person on the team not a professional mm-hmm. photographer mm-hmm. By any means, but like mm-hmm. one student who's who's allowed to be using their camera or their phone or whatever to take exactly. pictures, and then students can still get a picture if they wanted to. But it's a it's a, there's a little bit more of a barrier there to be like, hey, you know, Ashley, will you come take a picture of Henock and I because mm-hmm. I want to remember this? Mm-hmm. And that's a different mm-hmm. than just like I'm going to snap this mm-hmm. selfie
1: really quick with this kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and also I, I not to mention that there's uh, there's this mentality that foreigners uh, come and, and take pictures and, and raise money with it and, and you know, um, just use it for their own benefits. So you do not want people to come across that and, and think that you're doing that. Yeah. So as long as you have that relationship built first. Uh, that way you can avoid uh, these kinds of thoughts. Yeah, no, that's super great. Mm-hmm. Aren't you glad you listened to the end? You get some of these <laughs> yeah. these re- really good <laughs>
0: insights here, too, at the very end here. Well, as we wrap up, Henock, I just want to say thank you so much for flying here to the United States just yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> you heard how
3: fun it was, right? right? <laughs> um,
0: that was that was a pretty big expense when we could have just skyped you in, but that's okay. You know, We will take it. No, but seriously, we are so grateful that you could make this podcast part of your trip here, your your time here in the U.S. I know you're working on a lot of other things while you're here. So thank you so much for carving out some time for us. Ashley, Chef, thank you too for joining us as well. And uh, this has been a really great conversation. And thank you for joining us for the Rethinking Youth Ministry podcast. Hey, the conversation doesn't stop here and we would love to to hear your thoughts. What are you wrestling with when it comes to student mission trips? What's working for you and the organizations that you're partnering with uh, for your student missions this summer? We'd love to hear your thoughts and the best way to do that is to join the conversation that's happening in our Facebook group. And you can find the link to our Facebook group by visiting our show notes at rethinkingym.org. Until next time, thank you for listening.